Welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through M&A projects where we've been involved in the course of our careers, unpacking the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose in doing this is to leave you, the listener, with valuable lessons and experiences that you can use in your own M&A projects. So without wasting any more time, let's get this podcast underway. Hey, Toby, how's things with you today? Fabulous, Robert. Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Working from home, as we all are, but it's sunny, it's bright, and uh, yeah. spring is on its way. I've got to say, same feelings here, and I think one thing is I vow not to talk about what? Yeah, we will uh, not we'll talk get... about that one, that thing that no. begins with C and we... ends in D. Yeah, we won't. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, one of the things, though, we have been talking about just recently is that across all of these podcasts that we've done in the past, Hmm. there's been one common theme, and that is leadership. Indeed. And how leadership has been instrumental in either driving a massive success from an M&A acquisition or turn it into an outright disaster. That's what they say, where leadership often either takes to heaven or takes to hell. Yeah, absolutely. And and people throw this word leadership around. Mm. Uh, but I thought we'd just stop for a minute and sort of try and dissect it. Yes. So I, I started out the other day and looked at the definition that you'd find mm. if you did a Google search, right? Yeah. And then I, I, I'm going to just call this out, but I'll let you go on then to talk yeah. about leadership qualities because the yeah. definition just simply says – Leadership is the ability of an individual or a group of individuals to influence and guide followers or members of an organization. In business, individuals who exhibit these qualities usually ascend to executive C-level positions such as CEO, CIO, CFO, or president. Yeah, definition of it. Well, that's an interesting one because leadership, in actual fact, is often something which is not necessarily to do with titles. I I would often, to be honest, Rob, I would even express it more simply as basically the ability to influence others and have a following. Like there is no such thing as a leader unless you have a follower. There's a note you made in some of the text that we've shared between Mm. us and and one of the things that stood out for me you said that leadership is the ability to turn a vision into reality yeah i I think it's that sort of future type view which is what leadership is to be honest rob it it sounds often when you talk about it you think it's sort of a bit airy fairy trying to sort of what is leadership and you've put a definition together but ultimately it is something i think is quite simple and we innately know what it is we know it's a social activity. We know it, it's to do with followers. It's about influence. It's about getting people to do something that is actually discretionary. You're not making people do something. It's actually people want to do it because they are inspired or influenced yep. or empowered yep. in some way to act upon something that directs them and others towards the future and in fact that's a good word inspire because a good leader will inspire you to act yes i i think so and and it's a discretionary thing it's not 
being made to do something. It's, you actually want to do it. You, you, know? you want to be part of it. Yeah. yeah, so you're part of something that's bigger than yourself. It, it's also, for me, though, coming back to the vision thing, because mm-hmm. I remember a conversation with the late Les Heyman. Was that at SAP, Rob? Yeah, he was uh, yeah. Uh, president of Asia Pacific. Right. Or SAP. Actually, at the time of this conversation, he was the CEO and managing director of SAP Australia. Right. And, and he very clearly turned around to me and he said, Rob, it's very simple. My job in leadership mm. is to steer this business to where we want it to be in the next three to five years. Mm. Your job in management is to actually deliver results this year mm. and prepare the business for, for success next year. Right. Okay. Um, so the way Les Heyman said it was more future focused. Where yeah, he, your sure. role, and, and he meant you mentioned management, was more present focused. Am I simplifying it too much? If I can put it another way around, he was saying, I've done my job mm. and all the resources that you may need to be mm. successful in your job have now been made available. Right. So it's your job to make sure that this business is successful. This year, yep, right? and you need to start preparing it for what it needs to be successful next year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he needed to be thinking about how to then resource and grow the business mm-hmm. so that it continued to be successful three sure. to five years from now. So sure. it's that it's that vision again, yeah. But yeah. I, I think really. One of the things I want to bring down to here is I'm just looking at a list that I pulled up again off the good old interwebby thing. Yeah. Um, and it talks about leadership qualities. And I know you, you've also brought some of these forward. Yeah. And I think that's more how we describe good leadership is through the quality of good leadership. And I'll just, there's a list here, the top 10. Yeah. And I, I don't think you would disagree with any of them. They show integrity. Sure. They've got the ability to delegate. Yes. They're, they're strong communicators. Yep. They're self-aware of their own strengths and weaknesses. Yes. They demonstrate gratitude. Okay. They've got a learning and coaching agility. Yeah. Both for themselves and the people around them. Mm. They're strong influencers. Mm. They have empathy. Mm. They demonstrate courage. Mm. And they earn and show respect. Sure. It's interesting one on courage. What I find interesting about that is that it's often driven by having principles. And yes. one of the problems is, and the reason why we're talking, by the way, about leadership, just to remind ourselves, is that it is so critical when it comes to driving m and success, that whole notion of leadership, far more important than having good processes. We do need to have all that. We need to have tools. We need to have good, experienced people. But ultimately, it really is leadership that brings it all together. Yeah. And my experience has always been that it is good leadership that really drives success is just having great leadership great team if you have the team then that's important but then you've got to have the leadership to help drive us all yeah and it's back to that point having followers 
Yes. And so a good leader will attract like-minded people. Yeah, I agree. That's interesting. You mentioned all those things. Um, I wouldn't disagree with you, Rob. But, you know, when I see in it, and I've seen good leadership, I often think it comes down to simple things like being authentic. Yes. When someone's, like, pulling yeah. a fast one on you or they're putting on a role or putting on a persona. But we naturally got the emotional intelligence. You can see someone for what they really are. They show their strengths, but often they're showing their very weaknesses and their, their frailty, which is effectively being human. And so it's being wearing that on their sleeve makes that kind of authentic behavior. That's the real person you're dealing with and not some persona or some role. Absolutely. Which I think is so key. It, it is. I think there's another word that keeps banging around in my head, mm. and that is consistency. Yeah, I agree. Consistency. So whenever you think they behave the same way, now that's interesting you say consistency because I'm pretty sure you've had experience. I certainly have. You basically say, hi, how are you going today? And they will respond one way, and you ask the same question the next day, and it's totally different. And it's like, my God, what's going on here? When they yeah. behave differently. And I, yeah. like, I think we all want to work with people who are entirely consistent. In other words, they might have a certain character or personality. That is a consistent trait which they show. Yeah. Whatever and, it is, it's consistent. And the other word that's just popped into my head that's not in that top ten list, surprisingly, yeah. is honesty. Honesty. Yes, I agree. Honesty. Okay. Well, I think that comes down to authenticity. Because if you're being authentic... Yeah. You are, by definition, being honest yeah. because you are the real you. And by the, the way, the other thing I'd say that wasn't that list, by the way, Rob, yeah. and this is to me the one of the most important ones of all, and that's accountable. Yes. When you really drive down what accountable is, in actual fact, it's really that very, very deep sense of ownership whereby you're showing your own humanity, the desire to achieve something and take on that degree of responsibility there is that and it's a two-way street because a good leader will hold themselves accountable yep right but they will also hold you accountable it's it's a mutual thing it's it a, is it's it's, it's, a it's a mutual shared. yeah it's a shared thing because and that's the difference between management and leadership leadership is often you we are with it in it together guys i'm yep. being accountable just like you are I'm not separate to you, which is so often different in a management context. Going back to the honesty thing, again, Les pops into my head regularly. Mm. And I remember a famous uh, phrase that he said to me at one time. I was, I was in a meeting and he said something to another executive that wasn't exactly complimentary to me. <laughs> right? And I, I said to him afterwards, I said, oh, that was a bit cruel, Les. Right, yeah. and and he just turned around and he said, "Mr. Heat," and he said, "One thing you should know," he said, "I'm always prepared to say to your face what I will also say behind your back." <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing, though, of course, there's an interesting piece. I'm not going to go into detail on this, but coming yeah. back to those qualities of leadership, yeah, um, they are all the qualities of good leadership, and. There's been a lot of research done, and one of the interesting things that happens with people that are poor leaders, they start off trying to copy some of those qualities like integrity and consistency and yeah, yeah. you know uh, empathy and so on. Yeah. Right? 
But of course, they, they can't deliver that because it's not part of their DNA. And almost in every case, yeah. they very quickly revert to either a bureaucratic or autocratic style of leadership. That's no longer inclusive. It's like, you bloody well do what I tell you to do because I'm the boss. That's where you see poor leadership being mm. called out for what it is because they cannot sustain or be consistent with those core qualities we just talked about. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting you say that because I'll be honest with you, Rob, good leadership or leadership, I think it's not common. I'm fortunate if I find a good leader in one or two organizations, but broadly speaking, it's not something I come across a great deal. So that's uh, a good segue into yeah. another question then. Mm. Are good leaders born or are they born that way? Um, I think it's an interesting one. I, I, I think that we all come into this world with a certain personality, a certain style of behavior. And I think the important thing is not to deny who we are. We have a certain way of behaving in the social context, whether we're extroverted or introverted, whether we our certain style and our mannerisms, that sort of thing. And I think that you shouldn't repress that. I think that's part of being you, and that becomes that uniqueness that you are. And I think there's a kind of a corresponding leadership style that would best work for you. And I think something you've written yourself, um, Rob, or you've mentioned before, that there are different leadership styles. Have you got the, have you, you've got a list, I know, which is like there's a sort of more of a theatrical uh, approach. There's democratic leadership. Democratic. Yeah, and so some of us may, yeah, some of us may be more laissez-faire or more democratic, consensus-based. So that might be your natural style to always look for consensus, whereas there might be one of us who actually rather just try and call the shots. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because that shows decisiveness. I do think that, Leadership is something that you can be taught, you can be trained, but it needs to mould into the who you are and your your, yes. your personality. That, that's, that's my view as well. You've got to be a recipient of the opportunity to yeah. move into leadership, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there'll be people out there because of their normal behavioural traits that they might be offered the opportunity to move towards leadership and they're like, whoa, no, thank you. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want any of that responsibility, not yeah. for me. Yeah. So there are certain traits in people. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't yeah. think leaders are necessarily born that way. Yeah. There, there are people that through their genetics, in yeah. some cases will be more aligned towards that sort of thing. There'll yeah. be people that are exposed to an environment. So, for example, if you've if you've grown up and dad's a CEO of a large group, mm. then the the, the likelihood mm. is that you, you you're exposed to that leadership mm. style, and some of it rubs off. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think about my yeah. own experiences as well. In the throughout my career, I've been in the orbit, if you like, of mm. some really good senior leaders. Yeah. And they've thrown projects or activities at me, and they've given me every encouragement and support along the way. Yeah. But 
it was those experiences that helped me yep. form my views on what leadership is all about yes. and my willingness yeah. to do those things. Yes. Uh, essentially, I became a very keen follower, if you mm. like. Yes, yes, yes. Well, to be honest, actually, being a good follower is actually also being a good leader. So it's a kind of like good leaders are good followers. Good followers are good leaders. Yeah. So I, I see, I see it in being interchangeable. And and so one of the things we've just said, just to wrap this up or start to wrap this up, is yep. that you know, when we look at good leaders, mm. there's not that many of them out there. No. Not, not what you call really good leaders. No, and you know, I think it often comes down to the things you said, Rob, you know, is that integrity, the ability to translate vision into reality. That's often the language, the we, and a positive, yep. always forward-looking. You're right. I haven't seen all that many. I think, to be honest, it's not cultivated as much. I think we tend to operating more within a management paradigm where we do. it's often more about familiar. You, we've all heard the same quote, I'm sure, do things right versus doing the right thing. Doing things right is so important. Doing things that are seen to be pragmatically and politically okay yeah. that we tend to stifle potential leaders because leaders can be disruptive if you true leadership can be disruptive because you can be perhaps dare i say a bit of a rule breaker a little bit troublesome perhaps on some occasions that probably uh, that for me comes down to courage yeah we talked yep. about earlier yep. as as a leader you've sometimes got to do things for the common good of the business that you're leading mm that actually might be distasteful to some people in your organization. But you've yeah. got to have the courage to see those things through. Yes. But I've just been thinking about this while we've been talking. Yeah. There's three leaders that I can call out that I've had direct experience of over the course of my career. Mm. First one was a guy called Sir Michael Edwards, who was the chairman of Dunlop. Yep. Second one that I'm going to call out is the chairman of SAP. Right. And the third one is Les Heyman, who was the president of Asia Pacific for SAP. Right. Now, Michael Edwards, Dunlop chairman, Les Heyman, president of Asia Pacific, mm. with both of those individuals, they could walk into the office having had the shittiest day of their life. Yep but they were still consistent in the way that they went about doing what they were doing. Which is so important because I have come across people so often who are not consistent and, and it totally disrupts. And, um, and dare, dare I say it with chairman of SAP, yep. he was the opposite. Really? Right. He got angry. He yep. showed his anger. Yeah. He, he reacted in ways sometimes where if he had not been the majority shareholder of SAP, mm. he mm. would have been out the door. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll give him his credit. He was an absolute visionary in terms of seeing where the technology industry was going five and ten years ahead. But he had a very, very autocratic yep. leadership style. Yeah, and he didn't earn the respect necessarily that mm. people yep. like Les and Michael Edwards did. Well, the problem is, it's kind of like leadership through fear. Yeah, and that's when people stop telling the truth. You know, it's sort of like, well, what can I say? 
the, the point there is people start to behave and they will tell you what they think you want to hear. Yeah, that's right. Right. So they're always trying to second guess. Yeah. And what you don't get is you do not get the truth. You do not get the real picture because they're thinking, oh, my God, if I tell him that, he's going to go berserk. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right? And, of course, that that's when you've lost it. That's where yeah, exactly. leadership falls apart. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it that that autocratic style, is it can be important because it, it's all situational, of course. And the situation demands an autocratic approach whereby things have to be done in a very short space of time due to some crisis or whatever. And that type of leadership can work but not long-term. Short-term, it can be very effective, but long-term, probably not. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, when we were exchanging notes on this, you said, and no. because you said, Rob, in my experience, great leadership has got the following traits. Right? Yep. They're accountable at all times. Yeah. Yep. No ducking or weaving. Absolutely. I mean, yep. that's one of the top ones. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're principled. They stand up for what they believe is right, and they will defend that, and they will defend you as well. Yeah. One of the direct reports. Principle before pragmatism. Pragmatism is so often, I think, what dominates our management paradigm, but leaders operate by principle. Yes. What is right. Yep. They go by what is right. Now, the third one is, we've said it already, they are visionary. Yes. They've got a purpose. They've got a vision that they want to take everybody on a journey towards that vision. They have to be idealists. There's a certain level of idealism in leadership. There's a a future that they want to inspire other people to aspire to. Yeah. So Number four is, to some extent, I've I've said this as well, they're authentic. Yeah, I like the word authentic because authentic is um, just from a philosophical point of view is coming back from existential philosophy, which is behaving in a way that is really, really very genuine. You know, it's genuinely you. It is the real Robert Heaton, not Robert Heaton in a suit or Robert Heaton playing his role as head of sales <laughs> this is the genuine the the true the real article yeah and as as i've said earlier they can have the most shittiest of experience half an hour before they meet with you but they yeah. do not allow that to cloud their persona right? yeah that's they're, right they're, yeah you see them on friday afternoon and they are as authentic as they are on monday morning yep yep now, but being authentic one, also, I should say, is actually being like, if there is some personal emotion there, they will show it. There's another podcast topic, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay. But one of the things that Les was very clear about yeah. is do not let your anger get the better of you. Yeah. Right? So, yes, if you're emotional about something, yeah. uh, by all means, show it. Yeah. But true leaders will show it in a controlled way manner now <laughs> now i don't want to divert this because so i'll just go back through yeah you said they need to be accountable yeah they're principled they're visionary yes they're authentic yes right? last one's an interesting one we haven't covered this but they are in some ways charismatic yeah and they have got a charm they're quirky in some way yeah there's a quirkiness yeah i mean so often 
when you think about all the great leaders in the past, there's always been a quirkiness, whether it's, I don't know, Churchill and his cigars, or whether yep. it's Mahatma Gandhi in, in the way he, in his dress, or whether they wear a bow tie, or whether they walk a particular yep. way, or they got their hair. <laughs> there's there's a quirky mannerism, or there's something about them that makes them a bit, ooh, ooh yeah, yeah, you're a bit different. Uh, yes, yeah, there is, there is. And now, and of course, the other thing that I would add to that list of five yeah. is, and we've said it, is consistency. They, yes. Yes. You know, uh, each leader's going to have those qualities in different spades, if you like. They may be extremely strong on integrity, less so on gratitude. Yes. You know, more so on influence. But generally speaking, they have the, those strong mix of qualities and they are consistent in the way that those qualities are displayed and that i think wraps up this part of today's podcast yeah 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 because because one of the things i want to suggest for next week yeah we've sort of been talking about leadership as we've used people like les hayman and yeah Michael Edwards is the example. Yeah, they, they, they've been chairmen and CEOs and so on. Yeah. But leadership actually is something that pervades across an organization. A project sure. manager can be a strong leader. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, very much right? so. Somebody who's a rookie hmm. can be a, a, a strong leader. Yep. Right? So I thought next week, we could outline the different roles and responsibilities. I think what it is, we talked about leadership, but what does it look like in the M&A context? Yeah. And yeah. say, well, look, well, now, now we've spoken about leadership because this is an incredibly important topic. It, it really what defines success ultimately, you know, when you, when yeah. you, you know, the, the, you know the, in its finality. So it's like, well, what does it look like in an M&A you know, perspective? What is M&A leadership? You know, what, yeah. are the, what are the roles? What do they do? What's one how to what they can influence outcomes? And one of the questions that's floating around in my mind is yeah. and, and we could develop this as we talk through various podcasts, because mm. again, you could have strong leadership at the CEO level. Mm. In order to turn that their vision into reality, yep. they need equally strong leaders at different levels of the organization. So mm. it's no good being a strong leader at the top. And everyone else below you just being a yes man. Yeah. You you actually want leadership at different levels of the yeah. organization. Yeah. And that's probably a good topic to talk about next week. Indeed. Indeed. Excellent. Toby, as always, it's been a pleasure talking about this topic. I know it's one that we both have strong feelings about. Yep. And we both had really good examples and experiences of. So we'll call that a wrap for today. We'll be back in two weeks i think we'll do this every second week now and we'll we'll break down that leadership into the respective levels yeah that that'll be an interesting podcast going to really delve into what does leadership look like from an ma perspective really interesting i think so so other than that it's been a pleasure as always and just leaves us to say we'll be back in two weeks and it's bye for now goodbye